This is Kenny Moon and Ground, Ground Control. Control, and you're tuned in to Underground Album. Down any alleyway, with neon lights to run slaves, and go to come, pick them out, slave, crazy horse, cabaret, and that's where some naughty naughty could drive past fancy cars. They make a man out of me Bad lips, bad as shit I love those who look marble smoking guns They always speed you up when you're slowing down Welcome to Undergroundopolis, everybody. Oh, yeah. It, we're, we're approaching Halloween time, aren't we? This is one of my favorite times of the year. This and April Fool's Day. <laughs> I really like April Fool's Day. Uh, those of you who know me personally can't imagine that, how, how much you like. You know I love April Fool's because I'm going to. I'm going to prank your ass. Well, just a bit of a, I don't really have any local announcements other than October 20th. Jesse and the Hog Brothers will be at 21st Germantown and with D-Boom Pittman and the Fugitives. Jesse and the Hog Brothers being my band. <laughs> I'll just plug in my band for a second because I nobody has sent me anything to plug in. So, sorry. There's a little bit of a warning. If you hear kittens, that's because there's kittens down here. <laughs> oh, speaking of kittens, you know, if if you're local to me or if you want to drive to Louisville, Kentucky, and you want a free kitten, come on down. They've been vaccinated. They've been flea treated. They've been fixed. And they're free. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I see everybody's gonna jump at that. <laughs> they're they're gorgeous. They're and they're cuddly. <laughs> hey, my guest. I'm gonna go ahead and bring him on in just a second because he is staying up to some ungodly hour tonight because he's way over across the pond and there's like a five hour time difference. So of course this is a pre recorded video, not a live video. So I hope that way I'm not keeping him up way way less. I love having the overseas. For me, guests, I love having them on. I'm always excited with some when somebody from Europe or from Australia or some someplace comes on. This guy just has happened to tour both. <laughs> right. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Hey, up, mate. Uh, name is Jimmy Madden. That's M A W D O N. Um, from Sheffield in England, uh, sort of via my time living in Melbourne, Australia. Um, so it's not too late here. It's not too bad. We have got our times to line up pretty nicely. Um, but speaking of the cats, uh, hold on to one for me when I find myself over your way. I'm uh, desperate to get another cat at the moment. It's been the longest I've not had a pet cat uh, at the moment since I've come back. Uh, and I'm trying to fig, find every which way to get one back in my life. <laughs> well, I tell you, I've got a cat farm out back. Man. <laughs> it's like they're, 
they're constantly I'm constantly seeing new kittens and we we catch them and we get them and we get them fixed and everything and and we release them but there and every one of them's been pretty good cats so it was like it, it probably won't be a, a real difficult task other than getting it back over you'll have to give it a sleeping pill or something <laughs> carry, yeah carry I don't know how would, would enjoy the, the plane flight yeah well i know people that's giving them sleeping pills and carried them on in a in a bag <laughs> so yeah. to speak. Probably that may not get away with over here. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, we'll start out with the easy questions. Lovely. Love, love your look, by the way. You, you love the glam look. I always love that because I I can't grow hair anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, holding on to what I've what, while I've got it. Really, it's a sort of uh, it's it's a zip sort of. Freddie Mercury and probably like Tommy Lee merged together is the best way I can describe uh, my look at the best of times. Well, that being said, if, if you saw somebody on TV or on stage or anything, and you can have more than one answer, and you said, I want to do that, who who is that influence? And uh, you can have more than one answer. Ever since I was a kid, really, it was Freddie Mercury. Uh, you know, watching Queen and, you know, I think that 20 minutes at Lion Bay is really any wannabe musician should study that and watch it. Um, he was probably my earliest memories of miming to, you know, DVDs and VHRs of Queen live and, you know, when I cut to a shop of Brian May, I'll be Brian. When I cut to a shop of Fred, I'll be, I'll be Fred. Um, so that's, that's probably the answer. Outside of outside of being able to, you know, just watch myself. <laughs> How would you describe the music you make? Um, operatic glam rock, perhaps potentially. I think orchestrally arranged glam rock is probably a, a, a better way to put it. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot of influences that come through from. You know all sorts of genres, and uh, I sort of if I catch something I like, I'll, I'll give it a crack to reproduce it, but in, in very much a um, over the top flamboyant nature. <laughs> well, so what's your? You, when did you release your album? So the first album came out in two thousand twenty, right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so when I you know, I didn't have any great rock and roll launch party with strippers and cocaine and, you know, <laughs> snake charmers and fire breathers and, you know, shaking down the weird tree and catching what what come out. Um, and so I didn't get to have any of that. It was quite a strange experience for me. I uh, released the record living on my own in, in an empty house at the time. So I woke up and went, okay, that's out now. <laughs> now so you move on to the next project. What What's your favorite song to play live right now then? And I know that's a tough, we're getting into the tougher questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one I've written recently called um, 
talk dirty to me and that's got a great little bluesy riff in it and I'm having a lot of fun start to you know open the shows with that um otherwise I've sort of kind of middled up a couple of the singles that are off the record um and I'm having a lot of fun bringing that in because these were songs I couldn't play live when the album came out because because the sort of the world just stopped um so probably probably those ones are the ones I'm most enjoying knocking about with at the moment yeah I guess you couldn't play them out <laughs> <laughs> Where, where can we hear Talk Dirty to Me? Nowhere yet, um, except for oh, the north of England. Um, but it is on the list of uh, a, a track to be caught in a studio here uh, in the next probably month or six weeks. Um, and to have out before the end of the year. So Talk Dirty to Me will be um, out before, before the end of the year. That right I, can, I, I can assure the listeners of. <laughs> well, where all have you, you you've been you've been at it a while. You started before the pandemic. I know I've I've been I've looked it up. Um, you've been at it. Where where all have you toured and performed? Uh, so around like toured around Australia, um, in back twenty fifteen when I was just a young. 18-year-olds with more ambition than talent. Um, Then later on in 2015, I toured around Asia for the first time. Yeah, which was was amazing and got to play in some... I know we're not going back and doing a a show through Indonesia, which isn't really, you know, I suppose what people would think to be like a rock scene or a rock capital, but surprisingly they absolutely loved it and they were one of the most, every night I played there were just some, funnily enough, most energetic crowds I've ever played in front of. Eclectic crowds. You know, I remember one show I played was at a festival uh, and there was a snake charmer on before, as a warm-up act before I got on. And in the crowd I could see him with the snake around his neck, uh, just watching the show in this, you know, like outdoor festival, which was the strangest thing to be looking at, you know. And I knew in the boxes behind me next to the amps were pythons and stuff like that. So I didn't dance too much on stage. I didn't move around too much in fear of kicking one off the back of the stage. Um, but that was brilliant, that. And then to Australia a couple of more times in there, um, to Asia again late in, I think it was 2019 or something like that. And then obviously before I moved back to England permanently, toured in England in 2018, doing shows in Manchester, Liverpool, and probably the one I'm most proud of, uh, right in the heart of Piccadilly Circus in London, in an old music club that's been there for... 60 odd years or so, you know, where all, all the great bands probably, you know, play the set. Well, I mean, touring Australia, that Australia's freaking huge. Oh, how, yeah. how, how long did that take? Uh, I, I had a slight uh, advantage that I was living in Australia at the time. Um, but, you know, I was living in Melbourne then. Um, and the, the next major cities, obviously Sydney, um, 
and there's no in between really um and it's a nine hour drive um that's without stops and as i said there's, there's no in between and uh those are long gigs <laughs> you know because you spend more time on the road than you do on stage um and even flying i've tried doing flying and Unfortunately, it's one of the reasons why I left Australia. It's a beautiful country, you know, and uh, beautiful culture and, and people, but um, too far away to get to the rest of the world and uh, too far away to get to anywhere else in there. Uh, so it is nice to be back in England where two hours is considered a, a long a long trip. <laughs> well, yeah. Asia's huge too. I mean... Yeah, I've been... I've been lucky to have gone around Asia a couple of times and, uh, you know, I remember coming back from one of my tours and up sort of having a night in Brunei overnight because uh, it's just the way the flights worked out. And that's pretty cool to have been able to see a part of Asia I would never have gone to. I didn't even know Brunei existed until I landed there. Um, and likewise, I spent some time in Singapore uh, because of it. And you, it's just, it's amazing how many Little, you know, like countries and stuff are scattered around the the Asia area. Man, you've done a lot. I've probably yeah spent more time in planes and hotels already than I probably need to at my age. But I love it. It means I don't have to do any cleaning. <laughs> well, what's your what would you say your favorite show you ever played was so far? Ooh, that's a that's a that is a good one, Rob. Um, I think the show in in Asia with the snake charmers in the crowd was a unique one. I got a photo of it somewhere. Um, I'll see if I can track it down for you to get across the socials. Um, probably the show in London was a was a highlight. That was like the first. That was like the show where I thought, oh, okay, I've made it. You know. Um, I might be all right in this caper, you know. I'm, I might be a half decent musician. Um, a strange show, but that one that was an important one, I think, for me. That was that was a, a you're on the right track. But probably favorite show I've ever done overall. Um, ah, it's, it's almost hard to say, really. Um, it's probably, the, it's, it's probably the small gigs I've done, you know, where you go out to like a country town somewhere or like a, a random little venue or it's not quite a music venue. You're sort of playing in a corner of a bar and you think, oh, bollocks, you know what I mean? What am I going to do here? And no one's going to listen. And it, they're not, you know what I mean? Like I played one gig, I remember once out in a very like country town. I thought I was in makeup and platform shoes and the whole you know, Mark Boland look. And, uh, but they loved it. They absolutely loved it. So my favourite show has probably been the, the obviously unexpected ones, really, because they're the ones where there is no pressure um, and maybe you perform better. But they're also the most nerve-wracking because <laughs> you don't know if you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's a counter question and probably my favourite question. What What is your least favourite show? <sighs> Ooh. Oh, actually, no, I can answer that one quite quickly. Um, when the pandemic hit, I put on a live stream gig and it was the pits. 
Um, it work. My show is quite interactive. You know, I often have a lot of people clapping and singing and, and stuff like that, uh, and get the crowd to take over. And when you got to play on your own in a, in a room, you know, with no one else, it's the strangest thing to sing into your phone like this. And then because the song ends, and, I, and you think, well, what would I normally do at this point? You know, to fill in the gaps. So probably. The uh, the live streaming gigs I did on my own, um, I think they will probably be, be... They were the ones I don't remember enjoying any. It felt like a very annoying rehearsal. <laughs> well, is there, is there ever been a time that you absolutely bombed on stage? Um, yeah... Um, I remember playing a wine tasting event uh, where after the wine tasting, it was a bit of a free-for-all with the, the bottles of wine. Uh, and in, in a bid to impress a couple of birds there, I tried to go sort of drink for drink with them. And then I had to get up on stage and perform. But the problem was, as I had so much to drink, it, it were, I didn't really, I, I don't know how I got through the set. The only saving grace were that everyone else was as hammered as I were, uh, that, you know, everyone enjoyed it. Um, so that was, that was a lucky, that I got away with that. I do remember my guitar falling up. I went for a big ending, a big like power chord ending on an acoustic and the strap cable there. Um, so that was probably, that was one of those moments where I thought, hmm, Everyone's got to learn the hard way, you know what I mean, when it comes to how much of it for a show. But I think that was, uh, I, I was glad there weren't very many people by that stage. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> sorry, I'm, sorry I brought that up. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was actually thinking about it recently because a friend of mine who was there was, was, was sent me a message about it recently. And I said to him, I said, oh, you know, I said, you said it was quite good. And he said, yeah, well, he said it was, it could have been worse. And I thought, well, I'll take that. If that's the worst that I've done, um, I'll take that. Because, you know, I've not, I've not tripped on stage yet or done anything like that. So, so far, touch wood, that that's the worst that uh, is going to come for me. <laughs> Would you say you preferred the studio or the stage? Oh, the stage. Um, <laughs> yeah, by, by far. It, the When you get a really good uh, crowd, you know, or, or great show, that buzz that you can't predict it, but it just happens every one in five shows, it's my role in the film, and everything goes right, that that buzz is is better than any, you know, drug really um and that adrenaline rush and that power is you you can't you can't re reproduce that in any facet of life I, i've not come across i have come around to the studio used to not like the studio at all as i've figured out a bit more what i'm doing and learned a bit more you know about how to get the sounds i want to get i have a new love for it but the studio is not if I was given ever given the choice, it would be be live by some margin. Assuming people are in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So you do you do all your recording and everything yourself? 
Yeah, so I'll track all the instruments. Um, for, oh, wow. Yeah, for certain parts, like particular drum fills or piano riffs that, because I'm not musically trained at all, I will get people in to do, if I can hear it in my head, this run or this particular fill that I want, I will get someone to come in. But for the most part, I'm 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 tracking everything on my own. So normally I'll start with a um acoustic track of the bones and then sort of build the drums and the bass up over that. Uh, and then start to lay the guitars really the last thing that's ever really laid onto a track. And then the vocals, but um I sort of tend to work from the the drums and the bass and then the other instruments up and like I said the guitar. Funny enough, being the primary instrument is normally the one that gets left to the to the very end. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if you could work with any producer, could you? Is it who would that be? Uh, Roy Thomas Baker, I think, who did the early Queen records, and um, he's been involved in quite a few big pop pop records, I think. Or rock records, I should say. I think he would be really interesting. Um, Mark Ronson as well. I think he's got a great knack for. Um, I know it's a bit more of the pop stuff. But I think he's got a great knack for for certain sounds. And of course, you know, it's probably a few few of them out there. If I uh, if I had my pick of them, <laughs> I must well, say I've been very lucky with the guys I worked with so far. Uh, in who did the record, Carl Frederick, uh, who did Love Symphony, Peter B, um, and of course uh, the guys down at Make Noise Studios in Sheffield who did Make Love and Girls. What's the name of the album? The, the album's uh, is self-titled, so it's just Jimmy Madden. Okay, that's the one that's out now, right? That's right, yeah. Now there's there's three or four singles as well that accompany after the record come out. We weren't able to record in lockdowns, um, but yeah, there's the full feature album is is available in any good online record store, and uh, and likewise the singles. Like Spotify and everything, or yeah, Spotify, Amazon yeah. Music, yeah. Yeah. Apple the Play. other one. All the other lame-ass streaming services that aren't Bandcamp. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. If you uh, if you really want to support a musician, get them get them Bandcamp, and that's the best place to get them. Yep. And when are you coming to the United States? Looking like March next year. Uh, there was a bit of a push to get me out earlier um, to sort of dip my toes in the water a bit, but. Um, I, I think given where the, the size of the tour now that it might potentially look like being that would be March next year so we've got a bit of time to, to plan it and uh, get everyone down for for the hot ticket that will be uh, on your shorts <laughs> well definitely let me know I'll try to help you any way I can I'm, I don't have much power but I have a little influence <laughs> Around around Louisville, Kentucky, anyway. Which, Lovely. Course, well, I, this I, is, I love this, to come where all music history out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there, this is where all the horse races are. So. Have a foot on the horses. 
Yep, that's where it's just where you bet on horses. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to do that while you're here. You got anything you want to add before we wrap it up? We're about to run out of time. Um, no, not really. I think we kind of covered most bases. Just yeah. Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Bandcamp, and, and the other streaming services. Um, and I'll be doing some new merchandise soon coming out soon. They will all be, be on the website. And if you really like it, there is a fan club that, that can be joined if there's any interest in that and a mailing list that goes out. So pretty much, I'll, I'll hit you from all angles. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest. Every, everybody, be sure to check out all Jimmy Madden's. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's right, man. Okay. Uh, right. I was a friend today. And check out his band camp. You like it, support you support it. It's got some good stuff because I've checked it out. You know, you can always give it an extra spin on Spotify or whatever, whatever you do to help support. And if, to help support this show, you can always subscribe on the Anchor page for as little as 99 cents a month. And that's how I chase off spammers. As soon as I get a, sp a spam message, that's what I tell them. <laughs> so, and, but if you... But I can always forget to plug this in. Please subscribe on YouTube. Hit the hit, ring the little bell. Please join join the Fiends of Underground Opolis Facebook.